Today is Rishchaydish Adar, Aleph Udar, February 26th. Brachas, Taf, Nun, Dalit, New Perak. Learning here in, of the Daf Yaini and the Hollywood Shtibal as the Nishmas Kittel Parabas Vitzal, the Nisham should have an Aliyah from all the learning that we do. And we are ready to start right on the top of Nundal Amr Aleph. How kind that the Perak starts on the top of an Ahmed <laughs> makes it very easy to know where to start and where to stop. If you see a place where miracles occurred, as the Mishnah will have later on, different examples, the Yardin, etc., the Yamsuf, you make a special bracha, remember when I was learning in the mirror, there was a street corner where a bomb they found the bomb, and it was where they used to pack packages for Tumche uh, Shabbos, to give out for Shabbos. They used to pack up food packages for the needy. And I don't remember if the story was the bomb didn't go off or the bomb exploded and nobody got hurt. And they always had a plaque with a bracha and, uh, on the wall over there. You make a bracha at mir- on the miracles, you bless Hashem on the miracles that occurred in that place. Some Gemara says Akum, some Gemara says A place where idolatry was uprooted from that place. Also a special bracha. So in Eretz Yisrael, when they put, get rid of the Avoid Zara that unfortunately has been brought in over the thousands of years of Gaulus, we're going to make that bracha that Hashem has uprooted uh, idol worship from our land. And we'll send them back to Utah overnight. On thunder, lightning, storms, I'm a Barach Shakaiku Rasim Aliyah, and that would Bracha were quite accustomed to making. Allah uh, blessing Hashem, whose might fills the world. Allah Harim, Allah Gvois, Allah Yamim, Allah Naharais, Allah Midbarais, on mountains and valleys and seas and rivers, deserts. I'm a Barach Isabaracious, who makes the create, who created in the beginning. Rabbi Yehuda, interestingly enough, is arguing with Tanakama. In fact, we, we, we kind of anticipated this because Rabbi Yehuda had previously argued also when it came to specific brachas. So this is going to be a continuation of Rabbi Yehuda's shita. Rabbi Yehuda, Imer, is a Yamagadol. The Yamagadol is so unique that it gets its uh, own bracha. God was Godel. So you, it's not just a regular Isamasavaracious. Um why is that a bigger bracha? It's a specific, unique bracha, more unique. It's more specific to the Yam Hagadal to the uh, rather than just a general th- acknowledgement of Hashem's creations. However, these brachas you don't say it. Let's say you live overlooking the ocean, you wouldn't make the bracha every morning when you woke up. 
but rather when you see it every once in a while. What do you do? Uh, what do you do if you see the Amagadol every day? You know, if you live there, I don't know. Do you make it one time? Do you in your life? Are you going to make it the first time you move in? Mm-hmm. Every thirty days. I mean, Leprakim. All the mission said was uh, occasionally. Nuts, Meaning, if I'm seeing it for every day, then it'll never happen in another 30 days unless I go away. Okay. What bracha do you make? The rain is generally considered a bracha, right? Uh, that's how things grow. And on good tidings, good news, you make a bracha to the one who gives and does good. The one who does Al is good and does good. Al Basuris rise. Unfortunately, if somebody has to hear some bad news, first wide line on Nundalid Ahmed Allah 54a. So those two are not a bracha full with Hashem's name? Well, let's. It, it's interesting enough because later on in the Mishnah we discuss adding in more things. Um, and it seems from here that, that it's not. The other yeah. ones they didn't say baruch, they just said yeah. Al. Uh, the Gemara is going to talk about it, but okay. we'll see even in this Mishnah a little bit of editing on the on the language of the bracha. Right. We say Baruch Dayan Amis, right? That's what we say. We don't say uh, with Hashem's name. I, I have heard Baruch Hashem on Tavimitim. If you drink a better wine during the meal, yeah, yeah. Bayis Chodesh Vakayne Kelim Chadashim. Somebody who merited to build a new house. I don't know about an old house, but a new house. The kind of kalim or the acquire chadashim, they acquired new items. There it is with Shem Malchus, right? Um, what about uh, if I redo a house? If I don't buy a brand new house, but I redo a house, so I, I think people, uh, I don't think people make shachianu. They'll make a chanuk sabayas and they'll have a shachianu fruit and they'll make it on the fruit or on the new item and they will have in mind their house as well. Maybe if they change the tax roll, if they wrote in the taxes that it's new construction, we did so much renovation that it's new construction and they get taxed like new construction, so then maybe they should make a shachiyan. Then you don't make a bracha at all. Well, that's actually the next line in the Mishnah. Um, if something bad, which eventually will have good from it, or vice versa, comes out, you still make the bracha. Very rarely are things in life... Um, black and white, that it's good or bad. That soyek l'sha avar, somebody who cries, who, or who calls out or davens on events that already took place, harezu tefillah that is a waste of a tefillah that is praying in vain. Hoyse ishtimu bera, somebody whose wife was expecting. And they say, I hope it's a boy, and they daven that it should be a boy as opposed to a girl. That is a tefillah shav. That is not a uh, constructive prayer. They're walking on the road, and they hear a, a screaming coming from the city. Uh, the tra- something tragic must have occurred. And they say a tefillah. I hope whatever it is didn't happen in my house. Davening at that point will not change. It already happened if you hear people screaming. 
Now, could you daven that for whoever needs a Yeshua, whoever needs help, you could daven for them, but that's not what this guy is praying. This guy is praying that uh, whatever tragedy that occurred, it shouldn't have occurred in his house. That's not a prayer. That's, uh, I don't know, that's, that itself is a little, yeah. Somebody who comes into a city, you say two separate prayers. One when you go in, and one when you come out. So Rashi explains that cities were considered dangerous. Why? If you look in Rashi, a little further up in the right-hand margin, if you need to pass through a city, there were evil rulers, and uh, tra- people who were seeking to do bad. Uh, taxes as well. So it seems like you were afraid to go through a city. You would have rather walked in the wilderness with the lions from yesterday's Gemara, who may even reappear in today's Gemara. And uh, you'd, rather, you'd rather do that than go through a city. So when you go in, you daven that you should, nothing should happen to you. And when you left, you, die, you thank that you should uh, continue on, that you should leave the city. Bishallah. Benazir Aimer, Arba. In fact, you need four prayers. Shtayim Biknisasi, Shtayim Bitsiyase. What are the four? Two when you come into the city, two when you go out. The person should uh, thank Hashem for getting there safely till that point and daven to Hashem that uh, it continues to be that way. Where do we know this, that a person has to express blessing to Hashem on the bad that happens to them the same way they express it on the good that happens to them? Shanemar, as the Apostle says, So this Gemara is translating in all your hearts, you only have one heart, but it means you're two uh, yetzers, you're two inner fo- voices, inner forces. The yetzer and all your soul, even if you lose your life, and all your resources, all your money, Having made like all the different midas, all the different uh, I don't want to say punishments, all the different things that happen to a person that's measured out to a person, uh, whether it's good or bad, we uh, you are thanking Hashem for. So in fact, by saying you uh, by being commanded to love Hashem with all your hearts at uh, on all the midos, on all the events that will occur to you, whether they're good or they're bad, we see this principle of Chayev Adon Levarach HaLara, Kashem Shem You to equally thank Hashem for the good and the bad. If you find yourself by the base of Mikdash, you have to be serious when you come opposite the eastern gate. Do not walk onto the Temple Mount, the Harabayas, with your stick, with your uh, shoes, uh, uh, with your uh, money belt, 
and the dust on your feet. So you have to tar bias. It's where the shechina rests. You got to show respect. And do not uh, make a, take a shortcut over the har bias. And certainly don't spit there. Now that's hard because a person could be thirsty and they're walking there and it's dusty and you cannot spit. So this gets back a little bit to what Barry uh, mentioned. What's the tsura of these brachas? So if you look in Rashi, parallel to this almost, the person who's making the bracha says, That's how they used to make brachas in the base of Mikdash. And the one who would answer wouldn't answer just Amen, but Amen, Amen, so it seems like, according to Rashi, their bracha was completely different than now. Even the brachas that we say the same, even in the first place of Mikdash, where they didn't add in yet what we're about to add in, they would say, Baruch Hashem, Yisrael, whatever the bracha was. Uh, so kol chosme again kol chosme bracha should be back in the gemara should make the shayuayim ada olam they would always say ada olam mishakilkula tzadukim but the tzadukim would say you're talking about Hashem of the world ba'amru ein olam alachad you're acknowledging that there's only one word world there's no world to come right if you say ha'olam means the world not the world to come as well. So then they change the language of every blessing to include from the world to the world. So therefore, it uh, includes and, the, and you know that the guy's not a tzaduki because if you have, meet somebody and he says Baruch Hashem and he doesn't say you know, this guy is a tzaduki. He doesn't believe in Torah Shavah He doesn't believe in Olam And he just identified himself. Or he has to hide his identity and make the bracha the way Chacham were masakin. But they didn't do that. They didn't, you know, the tzadukim wanted to take over. Right? They, they, they wanted to change the brachas to their version of Judaism. They also instituted that they used to, when you greet somebody, you used Hashem's name to greet them. And it wasn't considered like a cheapening or bazillion of Hashem's name. Where did we learn this out from? Rus, Shnema, the story of Rus. Bayaz Ba, Mi Beis Lechem, shows up by the fields, and he says to the cutters, Hashem, Imachem, Hashem should be with you. That was a way of greeting. It wasn't a way, and it wasn't considered like you were using Hashem's name for uh, vain purposes. They responded, Hashem should be blessed. Hashem should bless you. And he would respond back, Hashem should be with you. So it seems like we uh, didn't have a problem with using Hashem's name back and forth. It's not considered a bazillion. 
Uh, so at the end of the Mishnah, there's this machloikis, uh, this that we uh, use Hashem's name in greetings with a, a, another person. Um, is that a, uh, how really? It seems like it's a breach of the. You you know we're very careful not to say Hashem's name in vain, right? So usually it would seem like this is cheapening the use of God's name. So the, the Tanakhama says, no, this is Eislasa uh, Eislasa Hashem. They had to do this. And uh, Rav Nassim says, uh, There are times when we breach the Torah to, for the sanctity of God. Says the Gemara. So where do we see this? That you make a brach on a place where the Jewish people had a great miracle. First line the Mishnah told us that you make a bracha on, uh, on such a place. Says the Gemara, Amr Rabbi Eichanan, Damakrava, Yomer, Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, Asher Hitzil. Yisrael said, uh, I'll just quote the whole passage from the side that I have it over here. So Yisrael received thanked Hashem, uh, thanked Hashem by Mitzrayim from save, for saving us. Says Gemara, if your source is Yisrael is thanking Hashem, that was a talking about Yitzias Mitzrayim, the Exodus. That was not an individual miracle, right? That was a miracle which happened to the entire people. So then, I have a source to tell you, you make a blessing on a place where the people had a miracle. But if it's your place where you personally had a miracle, somebody could have died in a car accident, that place, they shouldn't make a bracha. Is that correct? From our mission, it seems so. The Gavra, there was a person, Dabakaza, baby, you mean, who was walking through the place called Aver Yamina, Yamina, Nafala, Arye, a lion attacked. We got the lion back. It's Abudle Nisa, it's Omine, and a miracle happened, and the lion left him alone. Asla Kame, the Rabba, Vamle, Kalemus, the Matis, Laz, and Baruch, Baruch, Shasli, Nais, Makamazeh. And Rabba told him, whenever you get to that place where the lion could have eaten you up, you uh, make a blessing on the, that place, contrary to the implication of our Mishnah, that only places where Yisrael benched something, which is a place where the Rabbims uh, had a miracle there, you make a bracha. Another story, he was walking in the valley of Aravas. And he was uh, very thirsty and it was known to be a very dry place. People died from drought over there from not having a drink. A miracle happened. A spring sprung up for him to drink. For him to drink. Another time, this uh, wild camel attacked him in the marketplace. And and a wall fell down that allowed him to get behind the wall, get into the ruins to save himself from the mad camel. Right? 
When he would come to that place with a wild camel, he would make the blessing on that Hashem saved him from there. He always made the bracha on the nace that happened to him, even though it was a personal individual miracle, and two miracles in both places. So we see clearly from these stories that the source of our Mishnah doesn't make sense to say is from Yisrael who was teaching you, uh, uh, Yisrael was a story where he made a special bracha on a place where the Rabbim experienced a salvation. But these stories show us that even if it's just in a place where an individual experiences a miracle, they should make the bracha. It says it, seems like they're, they're, they're they included like both. Important. No, it also holds, it seems like also because he's into the special miracles. He's being specific. specific. Nobody talks about it. They more than the same thing either. Because it's very hard to say that because we're going in the Tanakhama now. I mean, Rabbi Huda only argues that certain things require specific brachas, right? That's, that's his thing. Yam Hagadol. Right. So what do you? So so. I mean, according to if he's going according to Tanakhama, then then the bracha should be. Uh, oh, you want to say the mean, bracha I mean, that something. they made. You you specifying a camel on this bracha? That's not. Do you want to? Did he like use a shame malchus? Obviously, because we're going back on the Mishnah, right? We're we're, we're com- comparing. Yeah, according to the Kamshus, the bracha. This is that's a very good kasha. I hear what you're saying. Barry's asking. This has nothing to do with the bracha of the Tanakama. The Tanakama's bracha is makom shenas as a generic blessing on any place of the miracle. And you're telling me they were making a blessing on a specific occurrence. And in the wording of the blessing was the specific occurrence. That can't be the Tanakam that has to be a Yehuda who loves specific, uh, specific scenario yeah. brachas. Brachas which are more specific uh, all along. And I don't even understand the kasha then. You're bringing me riots from people who held like Rabbi Yehuda. It's a different bracha altogether. Right. Lavisenu, I understand your question because right. it should be Lavisenu what happened to our forefathers, meaning a group. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, I hear the kasha. And the I mean, beer, the beer Agrod does specify that that is Rabbi Yehuda's shita. That, the shita is that the brachas are specific. Yeah. Um, That's so, why you have the... I mean, the Gemara is going to give an answer, not uh, a tiny drop similar. Um, and if you want to tell me that their bracha was not the real bracha with Hashem, Hashem, like the Tanakhama, then, then Bechlau, you don't have a Fine. raya, right? That's right. Right, but just to point out, the top toys on the left-hand column, that Lamaisa we make these brachas with the full Shem Malchus. The problem is that in the Beis HaMikdash, like at the time of the Mishnah, it was clearly, they, they, they had a different format for saying the brach altogether, but we would say, on all these brachas. Says the Gemara, what's the answer? Just, uh, an example, they mean the camel, the lion. What if it's another yeah. dinosaur? Yes, yes, that's everything. Yes, you're, you're adding fuel to the fire here because you're saying that the Gemara is bringing the proof from stories which actually make it complicated to understand the halacha. The halacha is that you make a bracha on the, a miracle that happened to you, whether it's an individual, it only happened to you, or whether it happened to everybody. Um, so they should have made, the Gemara should have said, the same bracha as the Mishnah said, you make a generic bracha on the place that the miracle occurred. Instead, they actually didn't make that bracha. They made a very unique bracha on the specific occurrence, which 
We don't find anywhere in the Tanakhama. The only one who that would make sense to say that according to is that last line in the Mishnah and the line we had before about food is Rabbi Yehuda that uh, learns, that not the last line in the Mishnah, the last line uh, further up in the Mishnah about the Brachas. That Rabbi Yehuda holds, you make very name-specific blessings. But uh, it, it, it doesn't... It, it, it leaves a little bit of difficulty in understanding why this is a contradiction to the Tanakama. A, it's the bracha of Rabbi Yehuda, that's Baris Kasha. B, is that it doesn't help us understand what, it, it's a totally different uh, bracha than what you would make according to the Tanakama. Either way, says the Gemara, correct. And for the Gemara, Amri, Anesid Rabbim Kuliyama Machai Velebruche. Anesid Yachid Ayu Chai Velebruche. Says the Gemara, in fact, the Mishnah is talking about when is the entire Jewish people commanded to make a bracha, right? And the entire Jewish people are commanded to make a bracha on a place where there's a miracle that occurred to everybody. So that's when you have a chiv of the Tanakhama. What happens if you have a place where not everybody experienced a miracle? We weren't talking about that in the Mishnah. That, of course, the individual has to make that bracha. So in the Gemara's Teretz, I think your question is answered, that even the Tanakhama agrees that there is a name-specific blessing on a specific miracle. So whether it was a camel, a lion, a horse, uh, an iguana, whatever it was, you would make a bracha mentioning that animal, but that's a yachid. That's when a, a miracle happens to a single individual. Tan uh, Rabbanan says the Gemara, about 10 lines down from the, from the, from the bottom. Tan Rabbanan. So we just mentioned things which we're going to get into detail about eight different uh, scenarios where you have to make a bracha you have to give thanks to Hashem on the miracle that occurred. So we saw the place where the Jews crossed the Yamsov uh, in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu when we left Mitzrayim, uh, Eber Yarden where they where Yeshua led them across. Nachale uh, Arnon, we'll see what the miracle was over there. Al Gabish, the what happened and the rocks and the Eben, the stone that Oig uh, wanted to throw and. The other rock that we mentioned was that when Moshe Rabbeinu sat on it and Ishtesha uh, Light, the wife of Light, who turned into a pillar of salt, the walls of Eureka, which flattened out and it was swallowed up into the ground, all those occurrences, you will make a bracha when you come to that site. Bishlam says the Gemara, I understand where we cross the Yams of It says it explicitly in the Pasik it uh, about the miracle, what it was. We know the miracle that happened by Yoshua that they crossed over in the iron, led the way in front, wiping out all the enemies. What is the miracle that you're making a bracha on that we're talking about by Nachle Arnon, the spring of Arnon? Who was this? Tana who were they? There's a story that there were two Mitzrayim, so they would have been lepers who were chutz who were not allowed to travel with the Jewish people. They had to be 
outside the camp. They're walking in the back of Machan Yisrael. When the Jews came to the Amarayim, to the place of Amari, of the Lahain the Kirusa Betashu behind, they overheard the uh, the Amorites. I don't know how Amorites are. They right Nundalad Amid Beis top of the line. Avlan the Kirusa Betashu behind. They said we're going to make uh, traps. We're going to go into these little uh, um, caves. And the Jews have to come in between two mountains, and we will be able to capture them once and for all, and hasta la vista to the Jewish people. Once again, somebody thought they had a brilliant plan. When they come here, we will kill them. They weren't aware that the Aaron the, was traveling in front of the Jewish camp, right? The Aaron went first. Even the Asa Aaron, when the Aaron came to this mountain pass, it it caused the mountains to stick together and crush anybody who was hiding in these caves to catch the Jewish people. The Katlina and it killed all our Amori enemies. And their blood was pouring into the river of, uh, of Arnon. Kiasu Ezvav, then the two Mitzrayim came, the two, so the Jews weren't even aware of this uh, miracle, it seems like. Kiasu Ezvav, when these two uh, lepers, these two Mitzrayim came, Chazudam at the Kanafik Mibene Ture, they saw blood pouring out of the mountains. They told everybody, you have no idea. There must have been enemy soldiers hiding out in the mountains because all of a sudden the mountains are, you know, have been, uh, have been uh, compressed, uh, right? They comp- Hashem compressed the file. The mountains were compressed and there's now blood pouring out, pouring down the mountain into the river. The Amru Shira and they said, Shira, so those are the Nechalim that we were talking about, uh, that they made, a mir- they made a blessing. You make a bracha when you come to that area of the miracle. Avne al-Gabish, what were the stones of al-Gabish? Maya Avne al-Gabish, Tana Avonim Sha'amdu al-Gav-ish. Stone, Gabish, Gav-ish. Stones that... Uh, <coughs> stones that uh, he, he, sta- he stood on. Viyardu agav ish, amdu agav ish za Moshe. Who's it referring to? Who was standing on the stones? Dixiva ish Moshe anu ma'ay. Dixiva yechdlu akaylar sabaradu matalai nisach arza. Yardu agav ish za Yeshua. It came down on top of the person is by Yeshua. Dixiv kach lachas Yeshua benun ish esher ruach by Dixiva he. So we know that Yeshua and Moshe were both referred to as ish as the man. By he benoisam. That they threw great stones down on top of them. So the um, these are miracles, I guess, which we're less familiar with. So the Gemara had to explain what the where the what the Nisim were. But Tysus points out that this is not an extensive list. Right, 
This Gemara is just mentioning places which we're very not familiar with, the stories of Tanakh. But of course, Chizkiah, who caused, who caused the destruction of Sancheirev, was also considered a Ish, the man. Uh, but everybody knew, apparently, where that miracle took place. Um, now, this goes back to that discussion we're having. He says, in fact, Rabbeinu Yudatai says, it's not true to say that there are many other places in Tanakh that miracles occurred and you would make the same blessing on those places. It has to be that it was known, somehow it was mentioned in the Torah, the name of the place was mentioned as a place of a miracle occurring in order for us to say that the Rabbim, that the majority of the people should make a bracha over there. Um, The, 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 yeah. Um, says the Gemara as follows. But Evan Shabikesh Oigmel Chabash and Lizrak are Yisrael, right? Last narrow line before the lines get wider. A stone that Oigmel Chabash and the great giant wanted to throw down on the Jewish people and end it all one, once and for all. Gemara Gamira Law, the Gemara, we have a tradition. As follows, said to himself, "How much? Dist- how many football fields are the Jewish people taking up? three I'll take a mountain of that size, the Ishti Alayu, and I'll throw it down, and then the Klinu, and I'll get rid of them once and for all. Especially Adar, we love uh, hearing about how all our enemies throughout the years had a, such a simple plan to destroy the Jewish people. He picked up the mountain, and he put it on top of our heads. Hashem sent ants onto this, uh, I guess like f- fire-eating ants, I don't know, special ants, onto this mountain. When they cut through a hole, and it fell on his neck, have a, or landed on his neck. Have a boy, the Mishlefa, he wanted to put it down on them. He couldn't let go because of his teeth went in all different directions to anchor the mountain to him. I'm not sure how that looked, but I'm sure that somebody with a good uh, illustration, uh, somebody with a good illustrator can put a nice picture for that. Either way, he couldn't drop the mountain on us. Hashem breaks the, break the teeth of Tzadik, uh, of Rishon. Don't read it. Break that you break them. that they revavta uh, that they fell. Um, they they went down. They they went down. I guess through his mouth. Moshe Kamahava. How tall was Moshe Rabbeinu? Famous Gemara. Esar Amos. Moshe Rabbeinu was ten Amos tall. That's pretty good, right? Shakal Narga Bar Eser, he took a stick that was 10 amas tall, so 10 plus 10, we're up to 20. Amin Shever Eser Amin, he jumped, Bar Eser Amin, Shever Eser Amin, Rashi says, Kaifetz, he jumped, 
uh, 10 amas high, so that's pretty good as well, right? So thir- 10 amas tall, 10 amas long stick, and 10 amas of jump, right? Who says rabbis can't jump? And umichya bekasulei vikatlei. He whacked the ankle of Oig, uh, and he brought him down to his death, and that was the end of that plot to drop a big mountain on top of the Jewish people and say goodbye to us forever. Um, that was the end of that. What's the next miracle from the list? The Evan Shiyashvila Moshe. So, what was the story over there? Moshe Rabbeinu held up the sun, right? He held up his hands in order to be able to, that the Jews should win the battle. The Moshe Kvedim. Uh, Moshe's hands became heavy. And they took a stone. And they put it on uh, and they put the stone underneath him. He rested on it. He sat down on the stone. So the Pasa continues. That he was able to, the Aaron and Chor held up his hands so that the sun uh, until the sun went down. Um, that was the story. The Ishtay shall light. What's the story with the wife of light? Shenemar v'tabed Ishtay me'achrav v'ti nitzav melech v'tihi nitzav natsev melech. One second. What's the right word? V'yishalach is, let me do it. Um, So she turned into a pillar of stone, which the Gemara is going to get back to uh, a little bit, the story with light. What does that mean? The walls of Jericho were swallowed. That the walls fell down underneath it. So just remember, if you remember the story, that right, they blew Shaifer, and when they heard the sound of the shofar and the true gedayla, all of a sudden the wall of Yericha fell down. We understand all these cases on the list were miracles that you want to make a bracha. The wall of Yericha fell down, allowing them to capture the city. It's uh, all of a sudden just from the blowing of a shofar, right? Uh, I heard that in Mexico they're building a very big shayfer now. They're hoping on the wall that uh, you know they're hoping it'll work again. Kulunisa that they're all miracles to make a bracha on the place where they occurred. We get that. But the wife of light who died, who became a pillar of salt, Paranyusa who dama brachdaina ms. Uh, says the Gemara, yeah, and a Chanami, it's a Paranias, and you'll make the bracha of Baruch Daina, Baruch Daina Emes. So uh, we never said that the bracha that you make on that miracle has to be a positive bracha. On all the rest, we said Baruch Nisim Amwakam But in a Chanami, it's true that on the place where you see Light's wife turned into a pillar of salt, you would make the bracha of Baruch Daina Emes. Says the Gemara, it's not true. The whole time you're talking about uh, bracha of thanks for the miracle that occurred. Don't tell me now that it includes Baruch Dayan Amos. Says the Gemara, Tani al-Loit val-Ishtoi m'varchem shtayim. 
two separate brachas on Lloyd and his wife. Al on the wife of Lloyd, you say Baruch Tain Amos. but on Lloyd, we say Baruch Zaychas Hazadikim. Say a bracha to Hashem who remembers the righteous. The Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Afil B'Shas Kashel Kash Baruch Zaychas Hazadikim. Even when Hashem is in his anger, he still remembers the righteous. Shenema Bahi B'Shachz Lekim as Arei Akika Beiskal Lekim as Avraham Yishlach as Lloyd Mitaycha Avecha. That while Hashem was destroying Sidaim, he remembered Avraham Avinu as promised to Avraham Avinu to get out light, and he, he rescued Avraham's cousin, Light. So what happened? The wall of Jericho was collapsed, was swallowed. But our Lashon is not collapsed. Our language in our Mishnah is Shenivla, that it was swallowed, right? Swallowed means uh, into the ground, not on top of the ground. In fact, says the Gemara, it didn't get swallowed into the ground, but rather it fell down. As the Pasuk says, When they heard the sound of the shaifer, the blowing of the Trua Gadayla, and the wall fell down underneath it, uh, underneath it. So it doesn't say that it got swallowed up, but it, in fact, explicitly in the Pesach tells you that it fell down underneath where the wall was, like a pile. Um, says the Gemara, Kivin de Paisa Since the measurements, the, the measurements of the wall, the height, the width, everything was exact, it fell down. Uh, it fell down in a way that you couldn't tell that there was a wall there and it's considered like it was uh, swallowed up. So I'm not quite sure I understand what the measurements has to do with it, but I guess it was so enough to make it look, right, so they were even, the same so it falls over. It, right, exactly, it just looks like the floor, <laughs> like a platform or something. It's the same. Like a floor, so it looks like a floor. Back same width, same height. But it's not swallowed into the ground. No, it didn't. Well, so if it got swallowed into the ground, why is it called nafila? I'm not... If you tell me because it really became flush with the ground, or because it became the new ground, that it was able to do that, I'm not sure how I'm answering up the Lashon of Nafal by saying the dimensions. I'm just assuming... Okay, good, so we said that it got... uh, because Rashi says, falling is synonymous with being swallowed. Right. That, those words, uh, uh, what I'm saying, I don't quite understand. Falling, the Gemara's kasha was that falling is not the same. Swallowing is swallowing. Falling means you can tell that it's still there. And the Gemara's answer is that it fell, the dimensions gave it the meaning. Such a wall to fall, it must be swallowed into the ground. Right. So, uh, so uh, both. It, it did fall into the ground. Unless you tell me that it fell over or that it became like the new ground. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm Rabbi Yehuda. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. I'm or, or, or somebody really knows. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. I'm a Four people after Ben will have to thank Hashem for the miracles that happened to them. So this is a perfect segue from the discussion that we had about the play, making a bracha, right, on a specific place that you were, that the miracle occurred to you. So here you're making a bracha on an event that occurred to you, or you're benching goimel. 
Somebody who went through the desert. Somebody who was sick and was healed. Somebody who was put in jail. And the first one, Yardayam, was somebody who goes down into the uh, travels in the water. Where do you know that you bench Gaimel, that you have to make a special bracha when you come from a journey of the seas? So where is this Pasuk from? The, uh, the people who travel, the sailors who travel on ships. So it says in Tehillim, so after all these descriptions of the challenges, the, the, the experiences of the seaman, the Pasuk in Tehillim says, at the end of the, those three Pesukim, uh, he cried out to Hashem, who saved them from their troubles. They were rejoiced because the waters calmed down. And what do you say after that? Exactly right. The beautiful song that we say, if you, daven, uh, if you say uh, Friday afternoon before Mincha, if you say Haidu, uh, and then you'll also say these words twice. Thanks to Hashem, praises to Hashem on His kindness and His miracles for people. So we see clearly that there's an obligation to express uh, thanks to Hashem after being saved from the ravages of the sea. What's so dangerous about a desert that you have to thank Hashem for coming out? Well, first of all, you could end up there for 40 years and all types of things could happen. But, uh, that uh, David Mal talks about somebody who can't find a city in the desert. He calls out to Hashem, leads him in the straight path, and expresses thanks to Hashem after that. So what's the third case that Rabbi Yehuda Merav mentioned to us? Misha Choyla Venisrapa, somebody who got sick and was healed. As the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Avila Midarach Pisham Venisem Yisanu, those who sin uh, need to atone, should have, will have an atonement for their sins. Kol Oichel Tesav Nafsham, so somebody was sick and uh, and couldn't uh, and wasn't wasn't going to live. It has to be a real sickness. Will cry out to Hashem, and Hashem will s- s- deliver him from suffering, from sickness. He'll heal him, and Yoydul Hashem You'll express praise to Hashem for his kindness. The fourth case was. Somebody who was locked up in jail and they get out. Where do you know that that warrants a, no, no pun intended, a bracha liva, a bracha of haidah, a birchus agaymel? The one who's who sat in the dark, ki, 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 himru, imre, kel, ba'atis elyon, 
Somebody who was suffering in the depths of this struggle, and Hashem, they cried out to Hashem, and Hashem takes them out of the darkness, and the what is the bracha? Pretty similar to our bracha. It's a right? A little bit similar. Abaya says you need 10 people. And here's where the trouble starts. I already see Judas getting excited. Abaya is going to make this daf end with a bang. You need 10. It's not enough to bench Goimel to yourself or in front of three, you need 10 people, you need a minion there to bench Goyma, right? Uh, you shall uh, exalt him in, in the midst of a great congregation. Of those 10, it's not enough to have 10 people who don't know the words that you're saying. You need to have two of them who are real Rabbanon, who are scholars. In a place where there's Wise men, you shall praise Hashem. Maskev lo Ravashi ve'ema kulu rabbanan. Maybe it means Ravashi says maybe it means all ten have to be rabbis. Miksev bekahal zakenim. Does it say a congregation of elders? Bekahal am ksev ve'ema be asara ve'ema be asara shar ama v'tre rabbanan. Maybe it means ten people plus two rabbis. Kasha. Well, you're right. We based on these psukim, if these are going to be the sources for ten for Abaye and two for for uh, if, according to uh, Mazutra, then really you could interpret it to mean ten plus two. We don't have an explanation why that's not true. Rabbi Yehuda Chalash, Rabbi Yehuda got sick, and he was, uh, he was he was he was lying in bed. He was sick. and he got better. They said, thank Hashem that Hashem gave us, gave you back to us and not to the ground. God could have delivered you to the ground. Instead, we got you back. We're we're pretty happy with that arrangement. You have just exempted me from making a berchus with those words. I don't have to make a gaimel anymore. What are you talking about, Abayah? said, didn't I teach everybody that you need 10 people there to bench Goyimel? So what does it help if two rabbis came to say, Ah, oh, Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem for saving, uh, for, for saving Rabbi Yehuda from the ground and instead bringing him back to life, right? It says the Gemara, There were 10 people there at the time. It says the Gemara, But you like Kamoida. He didn't say anything. He just got better. He, uh, he, he didn't express Haidah. They expressed Haidah. He answered Amen, and that's enough to be mighty him with, uh, with Birch Zagaymo. So it seems to be that even if you're being mighty with somebody who doesn't need a bench Gaimo, that's enough. Right? Because these are abundant, nothing happened to them. I don't think that happened. I mean, it would, have been, they, it would have been a big tragedy. They would have lost Rabbi Yehuda. But, uh, but it wouldn't have been, it's not like they were sick with him. Amar Rabbi Yehuda. There's three unique people who require extra, uh, extra gar- gardening. 
extra guards. Before I do that, I just want to point out, Barry, because you, the remark you made in the beginning of the daf really does have a recurring theme. As much as I want to say that the particular nusach of the bracha, Baruch Atah Hashem, L'Kenim El Cha'ilam, we're not, it could be that there is Shem Alchus, could be that there isn't. The fact that we don't keep repeating it in the Gemara, we're just talking about the end-specific words, is not a riot either way. But Tyson's uh, second time on this blot d- is, is, is telling me otherwise. If you look at the last Tyson's on Nandala Amit Beis, Petartin Yasmila Duye. He said, ah, your expression of thanks is enough that I don't have to bench Gaimel. What are you talking about? All they said was that thank you Hashem for not delivering him to the ground. They didn't say Baruch Hashem Lekenem El Chaylam. Eishlam Rabbiudayim Tamidei the Rav. The Rav Sarvel Alba Perakets and Barucham. Rav is the one who held uh, eighteen days ago. The Leibayin and Ella Haskaras Hashem Oy Malchus Rachmana Haynu Malchus. That you don't need Haskaras Hashem. So it seems like there is a fundamental machlokes that. Every Gemara really has to be played according to both sides. Uh, so, okay. Right, fourth. Am Rabbi Yehuda. Shloish, back to the Gemara, four lines from the end. Am Rabbi Yehuda. Shloish and Tzich and Shimur. Three group types, three people need extra protection. The Eluhain. Um, I don't know if it means a spiritual protection uh, from the, you know, the shade, the mazikim. Let's see. The Eluhain. Somebody who's sick. So maybe the mazel, we always say, and somebody who's sick that uh, is gari mazla or something like that, right? That their mazel is low, somebody who's sick. Chas and v'kala, bride and groom. Chas and v'kala. So those are the other two. B'masnisa tana, chayla, chaya, chayla, somebody who's a woman who's giving birth. Chas and v'kala. V'yeshayimim af avel. So there's more an avel, a mourner also needs extra protection. Says Gemara, and even a Talmud Chacham at night. Um, is it, I'm sure there's a lot of Agat on that. Rashi just says that why Talmud Chacham at night? Chacham Mekal Talmud Chacham Mikanisai Mizgar Mekanosim Mizgar Behem. People are jealous, or I don't know if it means the Mazikim that have power because there's people that are jealous of them, therefore they have to, they need extra shmira. They need, therefore they need extra shmira. Says the Gemara, after Yehuda, three things that if you spend a long time doing it, give you arichas yamim. What are those three things? If you daven for a very long time, if you stay at the table for a long time, you don't run away from the table. Rashi explains beautifully, perfect for Why? What's the school of staying at the table a long time? Because as long as you're eating, so anybody could come join you at your table. You're not going to say you can't eat. A guy knocks and doors is starving. As long as you have food prepared on the table, he'll be able to eat. So it comes right to Purim, right? And Purim, call me Shapashit Yadai You can't refuse anybody. So he's an extra Zchusim that calls Arichas Yamim. And the third one is somebody who does not rush from the bathroom and allows their body to the time that it needs. Rashi explains Rufua Hilai. That was certainly considered a Rufua in those days. We'll see the rest. Tomorrow, as the Gemara analyzes the statement.